0: Freedom Mama is the show where, as women, we are questioning everything. We are pulling back the veil to examine the ideas and common narratives that still dictate many of our lives. For the sake of your freedom, as well as our own, we are willing to let go of the concepts that keep us safe in order to have our freedom. Whether it be health, relationships, parenting, or spirituality, we know that once we know better, we can finally do better and ultimately feel better, body mind, and soul. Hey Freedom Mama listeners, thanks for tuning in to this podcast where we raise thought-provoking topics with the intention to inspire women to have more freedom in their lives. This is episode 5, and today I'm going to tell you the biggest reason why living authentically in the present moment is so difficult for so many. Hey everyone, I'm back and I'm recording a new podcast. It's been a few weeks now And before I get started with today's topic, I'd like to catch everyone up on what's been going on with me for the past few weeks and where I've been and why um, my podcast and my writing has taken a little stall. In my second podcast, episode two, I talk about my panic attacks or my struggle with anxiety. And for the past few weeks, I've been experiencing more anxiety, and some more panic episodes. And I've had a really hard time the past couple weeks. I've been taking it super easy. I haven't been leaving the house as much. Um, There's some other things that play into that, though. The weather where I live was really bad for about a week. My toddler sprained his foot and was not able to be active at all. He couldn't even walk for a little while. So there was also that. And him being hurt, he was also obviously more fussy and frustrated and nursing more. So all of this added to my anxiety. And it really got me thinking about a lot of things. I've been in a super internal retracted state, and I've had a lot of time to think, which is not always a good thing for me. Sometimes, um, well, much of the time, I overthink. I get stuck in my head, and it can turn into a full-blown panic attack or just some insomnia, anxiety, etc., But it has given me some time to reflect and it has given me an opportunity to really slow down, which is good. I think that's something that I needed. And what I have learned since slowing down in this process is that there are a few things for me personally that happen that sort of cause my anxiety. And one of those is, and also I want to say that you can always go back to episode two of my podcast and kind of to get an idea or a background of my anxiety and my panic attacks. um, Yeah, you can go to episode two and listen. And I give a little bit more information there about that. But I want to talk about the biggest reason why living in the present moment or living authentically or being who you truly are, why um, that's so difficult for so many people, including myself. And what I've learned is a lot of my anxiety, while yes, I can... um, you know, it goes back to childhood, I think, for every person. I think we all have experienced trauma on varying degrees. So obviously some people have experienced, you know, trauma to, like, the worst degree, and then the rest of us have experienced trauma to lesser degrees, but nonetheless it's still trauma. And so, yes, while I think that it can all be traced back to um, childhood, Ultimately, I think we're all seeking the same thing. And I think ultimately the root of our traumas and the root of our anxiety, my anxiety, comes from the same place. And it's the inability to live in the present moment and live an authentic life. Now, why is this so difficult? The reason is fear. That's the underlying reason for all of it. It's fear. And I'm going to go into what that fear is and what it means and why we have that fear. Um, But first, I just want to start off by saying that for me, I've learned when I do live in the present moment and that when I am being authentic with myself and with the people I'm with, and that when I allow myself to feel all of my feelings and my emotions and really feel into the sensations of my body that are making me uncomfortable, my panic and anxiety essentially go away. Completely, almost. And so I think that this is the biggest key here and I think it's so important. So, fear. Fear is why we cannot live in the present moment and fear is why we have such a hard time living authentically. And the reason for that, number one, is that our feelings in this very moment are overwhelming. So we can get up in our head about how we felt about this thing that happened the other day or how um, we're scared to feel about something that might happen tomorrow But if we just turn off the voices and the narratives in our head and tune into the feelings in our body in the present moment, those can be overwhelming oftentimes. And not only overwhelming, but it's vulnerable because it's happening in real time. So if you're around other people, it can feel really vulnerable. And the stories and the narratives in your head are sort of like a way of protecting you. Um, from having to show up in real time as exactly how you are and how you're feeling. And that's really scary. Um, especially if the feelings in your body, um, are deep. So by deep, I mean, for me, I often can feel it like deep in the pit of my stomach. And I can only feel these things when I get present to them. If I'm just going about my day-to-day life. If I'm not tuning into my body, if I'm not paying attention, a lot of times I can't feel these things. It's only whenever I'm completely still and focusing on the sensations in my chest and in my stomach and in my body that I can feel these feelings. And they are intense. And sometimes um, a lot of people even slowing down and tuning in, they're not going to feel it because we've numbed ourselves off so hard. And that's how I feel a lot of times too. I feel really numb. So um, sometimes it requires me to activate my body or cleanse my body in order to really feel the sensations that are present in my body. Another huge reason that we fear living in the present moment and being authentic is that um, we're not in control when we live that way. (laughs) And I think... Anxiety and panic and any type of um, Neuroticism for that matter is a form of trying to maintain control when we're trying to maintain control We can feel extremely anxious because ultimately we know on some level that we're not in control and to be in the present moment with whatever is happening means that you're not in control and and that's scary. And there's, it's terrifying. And I think for a lot of people, not being in control is like one of the ultimate dooms. And for me, I have a narrative in my head where I can maintain control. And that's where the anxiety comes from. It's like, in order to maintain control, we have narratives playing in our head. About the past and the future, and um, how and like all of our stories and all of our beliefs and what we believe and how other people are and how we are, and we create an identity for ourselves, and we've created identities for others. And we have a huge ongoing narrative in our head almost 24/ 7. And in that narrative, in that story, you are in the ultimate position of control. Because it's your story. So you get to create the characters, you get to create the outcomes. Even if your story has a lot of fear wrapped up in it, if your story is thinking about tomorrow and having a lot of fear about something that could happen tomorrow, it's still your story. And you can choose at any time to backtrack on those events or change the emotion that you're feeling in the moment or choose to do something differently, because in your head, you're the person who's ultimately controlling the events. And so I think that's why so many of us live in our heads and in our narratives and stories, is because it's like maintaining a sense of control. Because in the present moment, in being truly authentic with yourself and with the person in front of you, there's absolutely no control and admitting that the reality of life which is we're sitting on this ball in infinite space and we're so vulnerable like we don't actually know all the answers we don't actually know what could come and i mean not to like be um um, catastrophic in my thinking But we ultimately don't know what could just hit this planet at any second. Like, we are in space, in huge, vast, open space. We have no idea what is so far away from us. We don't know. And I know there are definitely certain systems in place that like to make us feel safe and like we know and that are even maybe helpful for some reason or in some sense. But ultimately, there's just no control here and I think that's what's really scary. I'm going to play a video real fast for you. It's a video that I heard last night and I'm only going to play like a minute long clip. It's like a five minute video. But I'm going to play a clip of it for about a minute. And it's a video by Matt Kahn. And if you don't know who Matt Kahn is, he's like a spiritual leader. He has amazing talks on YouTube. Um, I, th- I think for certain people, he might be a little woo-woo, but I actually find a lot of truth into what he has to say a lot of times. His YouTube channel is called um, True Divine Nature. And so, yeah, I'm going to play this clip for you by Matt Kahn, and then I'll jump back into the next part of the segment.
1: And if you're around your family... And they say not-so-nice things because oftentimes you're in an open-hearted place and they're going to be passive-aggressive and not nice because they're afraid of meeting you in the open-hearted, intimate place that they don't know what to do with. Because in an open-hearted place, there's no control. And so again, just like before, they're not mad at me, they're mad at the change I represent. They're not afraid of me, they're afraid of the intimacy I embody. People aren't like not recognizing you and turning away and criticizing you it's because they can't be intimate too much they're a forgetful soul and that would wake them up and so you learn to create intimate relationships for whatever time you have to be around them with people that don't know how to be intimate and they say something not nice to you compliment them back well thank you for saying that that's quite a lot of that's a healthy dose of feedback
0: So this leads me to my third point about why living in the present moment and being authentic is so difficult for so many people, and that is that the reality of the moment is extremely intimate and it's extremely vulnerable, always, most of the time. It's an extremely intimate thing to be with other humans in an authentic and present way. And intimacy and vulnerability is extremely scary for all of us. I know it is for me. And it's definitely a work in progress. But why is intimacy and vulnerability so scary? You know, these words usually have a pretty positive connotation to them. You know, intimacy and um, being really opened with your heart. So if these things have a positive type of reflection, then why is it so scary? And in my opinion, the answer to that is because in order to be intimate and vulnerable in the present moment, you have to drop your defenses that you claim protect you. And you have to drop the personas that you've created for yourself. So the identity that you've created for yourself. And in doing that, you're becoming more of who you truly are. So intimacy and vulnerability is scary because it's more of who you truly are. But wait a minute, why is being who you truly are in real time, what, what's scary about that? Again, it's another thing that's kind of confusing because we would think that living our truth and being true to who we are is a good thing. And it is. But why is it so scary? And in my opinion, the answer to that is being who you truly are is so terrifying because you have to stop being who you have been. And that kind of goes back to what I just previously said about dropping the personas and the identity that you've created for yourself. And we've done this, I mean, I could go on about why we've created these identities and personas for ourselves, but it goes back to the things that I said about control and um, protection and also conditioning, the way we are brought up, the way we were raised, the things we were taught about the world, like the the false ideas that were bred out of our caregiver's fear that was projected onto us about the world and about how to be. And how to be with other people. We all took that on. So we created protection. Around our um, identities. About who we truly are. In a way to protect ourselves. And in a way to maintain control. And so being who you truly are. Is so scary. Because it requires a type of ego death. You have to stop being who you think you are, the identity you've created for yourself. And you have to let that identity die, essentially, which is the ego. You have to let the ego die. And that's terrifying because I think the root of fear, the ultimate root of all fear, fear of flying, fear of scorpions, fear of, uh, you know, whatever, rainbows, I think the ultimate fear is death. And so when we feel that anxiety and that fear around the present moment or around being authentic, we are fearing death, essentially. We're fearing the death of our ego or the death of our identity. We're fearing the death of how we view ourselves. Because if we view ourselves in a certain way, for example, if you view yourself as a person who when asked how you're doing, and you just give the automatic response, oh, I'm fine, yeah, it's good, how are you doing? That's the part of you that has to wake up. Because now, if you're being really true to who you are and you're living the authentic moment, you tune in to how you're doing. And if you've had a really rough week or two like I have, Then you say, I'm not doing well. It's been really hard. I feel scared. I feel depressed. I wish I had more support in my life. You know, you could go on and on and on and on. And I've been practicing doing this. You know, when I get out of the house, I might run into someone I know. And they'll, people ask, how are you? And, it like, you want to just respond with, I'm good, how are you? Like, you just want to respond in this automatic way. And I've really been conscious about saying, I've been better, this has been a hard week. And that's just the beginning of opening ourselves up to the present moment and living more authentically. The reason I think that the death of our identity is so hard and why we cling to our identity is that um, change, is so ungrounding. So when we change into a different person, essentially, the same person but a more awake or realized person, someone who's leading um, more authentically and in the present moment, change doesn't happen without pain. And so we fear feeling that pain because, like I mentioned earlier, the conditioning that was placed upon us, we learn that pain is bad Or it's something to be resisted. And so we don't really have the tools or the know-how to be able to sit with our pain. And instead, we oftentimes resist the uncomfortable feelings that come with change. So when you let your identity die, your ego die, and you open up yourself to the possibility of being more truly who you are, it's painful. It's so painful. Because a lot of times, it means you have to relate to people In a completely different way. It means you have to relate to your family in a completely different way. It means you have to relate to your partner in a completely different way. And ultimately, it feels good. But at first, it's extremely uncomfortable. But I think it's what we all want. I think that what I'm talking about here, it's the carrot that we're all chasing but we can't quite catch. We think we're going to find it in a career or in a marriage or in having a baby, something, traveling. And I'm not saying that these experiences can't open yourself up to change and to realizing your more true self. They can definitely work as a catalyst. But ultimately, it's up to us. And ultimately, the thing that we're wanting isn't the thing itself. It's the feeling of being so rooted in who you are and I mean who you truly are, which I'm not even there yet. It's the feeling of being so rooted in who you are and living from a place of so much certainty within yourself that um, you're unshakable. And by unshakable, I don't mean like no one can affect you or that you can't have feelings and emotions. I just mean um, unshakable in the sense that that when those feelings do come up, you can have them and you can have them with confidence and you can have them with grace and you can let them flow through you freely and let them serve the exact purpose that they're meant to serve. So the reason I'm saying all this, honestly, it's more of a reminder to myself and maybe someone will get something out of this, which I think that would be great, but ultimately I decided to hit record today so I could remind myself of all of this I got to a point today where I felt extremely fed up. I felt so sick of being anxious, so sick of being in my mind, so sick of being depressed, so sick of continuing to go back to my phone, to look at social media, to distract myself from my racing thoughts. And basically, basically I just started shouting at God, to be honest. And I'm not religious, for what that's worth. But I started shouting at God, and I'm not kidding, within not even a minute, within seconds, uh, I felt God channel through me. And I know to some people that sounds completely woo-woo and completely crazy, but all I mean by that is I felt um, inspired, and I felt inspired, and I felt like I was able to move for the first time in a long time. And I felt like I was ready to go forward. And I immediately wanted to do this podcast. I immediately wanted to start writing. And I just felt like I was being channeled. Basically, I felt like I wanted to uh, clean out, which is what this podcast is. It's me cleaning out the channels that I'm getting, the realizations that I'm getting. And from there, in my opinion, um, it's kind of like a snowball effect. So from this place... I have some momentum. And so you might be wondering, if I'm in this place too, if I'm feeling stuck, if I'm feeling depressed, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling like I just don't know what to do, how to move, uh, what can I do? I think that's a great question. What works for some people isn't what's going to work for everyone, but I can give you some resources or sort of list off some things that really helped me in this process. Before I tell you the resources, what you can read, what you can listen to, I'm going to tell you the things that helped me personally. So the big thing is to just move. Just do something. It doesn't need to be big. You don't need to save the world. Just move. Go for a walk. It's been helping me extremely. We have a huge nature trail around the lake here. And I've just been going for long walks in the morning. And that really helps me. It helps um, feel inspired. It helps me feel creative. It helps my mind calm down. Um, The sunshine helps, obviously. And I know these things sound so cliche, but they're cliche because there are some truths in them. And these things hopefully will lead to bigger, better things in the future. But it just takes the initial first steps. So just get out and walk, even if it's just in your neighborhood, just go walk, just move your body, get out of your head, or whatever you do for, like to do for movement, dance, competitive sports, yoga, whatever, just go do it. Eating really well is more of a preventative for me, it's not like an end-all be-all, but um, well it was for a really long time, but there's more to it than just how you eat, I think. There's definitely more psychological and emotional things at play here. But for me, I need to maintain a very clean diet during this time. And hopefully all or most of the time. Staying off my phone is something that really helps me. The phone, the screen can be really stimulating. Reading inspiring books and watching inspiring videos... In the show notes, I can give you some examples of books. I can give you a list of really good books and really good videos or YouTube channels that I like to watch that can really help me in this area. Connecting with friends. Being honest about how you're feeling and what you're going through. And don't isolate. Crying. Crying is big. Like, let yourself feel all of those emotions. I swear... There have been a couple of occasions when I've been really on the verge of panic and I just let myself have really big crying releases and it just takes all of the anxiety away. Surround yourself with positive people. If you have negative people in your life or people who are not committed to checking their assumptions, people who are um, still running on narratives and like not wanting to better themselves or hold you back in any way, really keep distance with them. Surround yourself with people who give off a more positive energy and want more for themselves in life. People that you can trust and be honest with what you're going through because they're going through it to more or less. Those are the day-to-day things that help me. Seek something out for yourself. I've also heard that cognitive behavioral therapy is really, really helpful. It's something that I'm going to start doing and looking into right now I'll leave a link about that as well anyway I'm glad I clicked record today it really helped me to move forward in my life and move past these last few weeks that have been really hard and I hope that maybe you got something out of it if you have any questions feel free to contact me until next time